This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we hear the man that's the calming voice in Dave Reynolds' ears. He was under extreme pressure in that last stint. I don't think he had the fastest car, but he somehow brought it across the line in the, you know, in the lead, which is very impressive for him. Alistair McVean talks about the win on Sunday and staying with Groves in 2024. And it starts now. Alistair McVean joins us now and uh, Alistair, another win with Dave Reynolds and I guess the hope is now you can get two more before your partnership ends. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a, a very enjoyable weekend on the weekend. And, you know, to Adelaide with um, some renewed confidence with the changes that have been made that we can have a, have a good crack at it. We spoke to Sam Potter a, a little while ago and he was surprised just how small the changes were and how big a difference it made to what he was getting, the feedback he was getting uh, on the track. Were you as surprised? Uh, obviously, the, the headline numbers were um, quite small, but obviously yeah, the impact was quite large. Um, I guess the feedback we were getting wasn't drastically different to what we were getting before. We just had a little bit more stability in the car and we could you know, exploit that to, um, to go faster. Was there much? Was there much feedback in the in the way David was talking about tyres lighting up, or did he feel like the the back end was more stable? Um, over a distance, it's very hard to tell going track to track without properly um, comparing the changes. But obviously, I think the proof was in the pudding. Like that was uh, previously, we wouldn't be able to go with Brody for say thirty laps, whereas this time we could. So I think that's probably the the biggest evidence we've got that it's made an improvement. Alistair, you and uh, David have one of the longest going relationships in pit lane as race engineer and driver. I, I actually think, apart of obviously that 2017 Bathurst win, I think that was one of David's finest drives. Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. He, um, he was under extreme pressure in that last year. I don't think he had the fastest car, but he somehow brought it across the line in the, you know, in the lead, which is very impressive for him. He even lost the lead at one point and fought back. So for him, that was um, a, a massive achievement to, to get that thing across the line in front. Look, I'm going to ask, it's the obvious, the elephant in the room, so to speak. You're not joining David as he's leaving t- Team 18. No, that's correct. I'm staying with Grove Racing. And, and uh, we assume that you'll be working with uh, Richie? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, I've already spoken to Richie a few times already, so. Pretty excited for a new challenge. It's, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and of course, it, it, Richie's got one of those things that people very rarely get, and it's that second opportunity because, you know, clearly as a race driver, from all the things he's done in all the different categories, he clearly has the talent, but maybe didn't have the right mindset when he was at Gary's. It would seem that 
he seems to be doing everything, uh, you know, 100% on where he would have been if he maybe not had stayed in the category. But by continuing coming back now, he's got that opportunity. Absolutely. I think he's he's realised the opportunity he's been given to come back and he's, from what I can see, he's throwing everything into it. He's going to move to Melbourne. He's you know, ticking every box in terms of, you know, making sure that he's 100% prepared to, to do the job right and I've got complete confidence that he will. One of the privileges you've had this year, and I imagine it might be, you know, that sort of very different opportunity that most people don't see, to see someone like Matt Payne come in and to demonstrate his pure skill, both as a driver and a qualifier, he's shown an incredible speed. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that was almost the, the most impressive thing from last weekend was the way he was able to adapt to a track that takes drivers a long time to get used to uh, and put it on the front row, basically, at his first attempt. So that's that's almost unheard of. You know, he's a young guy that's – he's – literally very young he's 20 years old like um still growing up still learning life but he's really starting to put in the hard yards working very hard at his craft and he's come a long way this year and i'm you know, very proud of the way he's developed he has indeed and, and in fact we've uh, done a post uh a rookie of uh, the three of them cam hill of course and declan fraser the other two after every round and I, I met, uh, you know, a really professional young driver. I mean, it's that interesting thing where you've got two New Zealand drivers, you know, one's one with quite a bit more experience than the other, but obviously both very quick and both very capable. And interestingly, Stephen Grove doesn't have any uh, connections with New Zealand other than recognising talent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's one of the hallmarks of the Grove, um, Grove group, and like Stephen and Brenton, is they really enjoy bringing along talented race drivers he's doing it with um, a lot of our young carters at the moment and, um you don't see or read about but he's a great supporter of grassroots motorsport and he just he just loves watching race drivers you know perform their craft it doesn't matter where they've come from or where they are if they've got talent he loves to get behind them the relationship with dave with two races to go david's always been a, an interesting character if he's switched on mentally he seems to be the best driver in the field but sometimes if everything's not right that's when things go awry from certainly an outside perspective what's your read on on that and how can you keep that headspace for Adelaide yep yeah 100% I think that's a pretty fair assessment um, from the outside there's probably no one more talented over a single lap you know you know, car for car, tie for tyre, I don't think there'd be anyone faster. Um, but yeah, mental strength's obviously always been the the question that um, people raise about him. He's obviously got very good mental strength, but uh, and I think he showed that on the weekend was what he can do when um, the pressure is on. And, you know, maintaining that position against Brody in that last stint was very impressive. Um, maintaining his... Um, Mindset for Adelaide, I don't think it'll be too difficult. He's very, very keen to go out on a high and, you know, give the team more positive reward for the hard work they've been putting in. So I don't think we'll see um, too much issue getting up for Adelaide. When you found out the package you had with the Mustang this year, how far away had that win been looking to you? Uh, well, when we started the year, we weren't, we were 
reasonably confident in what we had. So going into Newcastle, we and we got that the poll on the Sunday, and we thought maybe we're not too not too far away. But once we started to get to the tracks that had a high error component, and I think the Camaro guys got a bit more on top of their package. Um, yeah, it started to drift further and further away. At the end of the year, once we hit Darwin and uh, places like that, where we couldn't even get a Mustang in the top ten in some of the races, it was it was quite demoralising for everyone. Um, you know, when the team was working really hard. Um, but then, you know, we started to see some green shoots with the first change we got at Townsville, and um, you know, we've just been able to refine our package underneath it. And I think with what they gave us for the Gold Coast, that was sort of the final little piece of the package that we needed to to make that leap to the front. Quite demonstrable, the fact that, you know, okay, there have been three Ford wins this year, but the fact that uh, the first one, of course, was disqualification. Um, but the fact that, you know, the first time that, you know, closer to parity, closer to equality across the two cars, and bingo, there's two Fords there. Now, the interesting thing is when you look through the qualifying, as I'm sure you have, a lot of the year there've been sort of equal numbers, even at times more forwards than uh, in the top ten. But it just always seemed that you just drifted out when that tire, rear tire sort of situation came in. Is that your reading on it? Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to assume that um, one lap performance hasn't generally been uh, the biggest issue for the Mustang. It's always been the race stint and just maintaining the rear tire under it for long enough. Um, so it's generally come down to a rear downforce kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's basically the nutshell of it, is that um, the way the cars were prior to Gold Coast, it certainly favoured the Mustang relatively in qualifying versus a race, that's for sure. Now, Barry Ryan wanted to put on the agenda that the engines looked very, very even during the race and and cheekily at that press conference at the end of the day was uh, trying to just write the narrative that you don't need the engine changes as well yeah well that's that's another one that's to be determined over the off season i think we're going to have the right tools in place to to fully understand that to be honest i have no idea which engine is better um i don't think anyone really does we can only go off the, the results of the year um yeah, I think the transient dyno testing and the, the torque sensors they're going to apply, that should solve it once and for all, and no one will have to guess anymore, which will be good. And um, tell us, uh, Alistair, um, are you getting any involvement in the wind tunnel testing? Uh, won't, won't be from, from my end. We're, we're, I think we're hoping as a team to be able to send a representative, but um, you know, Shippy will take that responsibility um, with his role in the team. Right. That happens. Okay. While we're on the subject, you were talking before about Brenton and Stephen and, and young drivers and things like that. I was fortunate enough, or we were fortunate enough, to spend time with Oscar Target, an incredibly impressive young man, um, obviously a long time in the sport by the family. He uh, is another one in your academy. It, uh, it looks good for the future, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right there. There's, I think, uh, three or four young kids in the academy now. And- Oscar's probably, you know, at the head of the queue in terms of where he's at. He's a wonderful, um, wonderful young kid with a great family and we're hoping to gradually bring him along to the point where hopefully one day he might um, might even end up in a supercar. So I think that's the overriding goal of the, you know, the, the Grove Junior team. So he's hoping we can get it to that point. 
All right, Alistair. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm so pleased for you and David and the, the rest of the team there. I've had a number of text messages backwards and forwards, Stephen. I, I find it fantastic that, uh, uh, you know, they're very impressive family um, and uh, great work for Grove Racing. Alistair McBean, it's uh, been terrific to have you back on the show. We look forward to catching up with you in person in Adelaide and have a great weekend, that one as well. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. On the next part of Inside Supercars this week, we'll hear from Matt Roberts, who's the man in charge of Tickford's technical team. Delivered the results that we, we much dearly needed, um, and it's you know, perfect timing heading into you know the last two, two races of the year in Adelaide. Till next time round, keep smiling. And bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.